Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph Toya Basham, MD. Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. Co host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brampernard. We'll be right back. Tim Lammers will join us the first hour. Kristen Burt will join us the second hour. We're loaded for bear. We'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Dougie, what's new at my favorite Nissan stores? Well, now that everybody's back from vacation, we can finally get to work. Yeah, easy there, gunpowder. Hey, at least you only took a week. Jayla was gone darn near a whole month. Poor Dan Rush. Anyway, we got some great things happening at Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. Read this, and you can add that cool DJ voice if you want to. It's 2020 closeout month at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. Giant discounts in 0% for 60 months on all remaining 2020s. You also get Walzer Care, a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty for free. Ah, music to my ears. I love the sound of a good DJ in the morning. But wait, there's more. For the first time ever, you can get 0% for 60 months on the all-new 2021 Rogue. The 2021 Rogue is bigger, better, and faster than ever before. For more information on 0% interest on all these great vehicles, check out Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and tell them Tommy sent you. I'll just cut out the last bit. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we provide a unique experience for our business banking customers that can't be found at the big banks. Our customers appreciate our high-touch, high-tech approach where they get all the benefits of working with a local bank. Our team will get to know your business and its unique challenges while still offering all of the online and mobile banking options you will find at the big banks. Also, when your business banks with North American Banking Company, you'll be working with an experienced team of lenders who know this marketplace and will be ready to help your business capitalize on any opportunity or solve any problem. You add it all up, North American Banking Company is a better banking experience. <clears throat> Excuse me, you uh, do mind if I jump in here? Well, Tommy, if you feel the need, go ahead. <sighs> Amateurs. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, just got to read a couple of Babylon Bs here because <laughs> oh, they're right on top of it. I didn't realize this. I thought the game had been moved to Denver from uh, Atlanta, the All-Star game, the MLB All-Star game. And I do love the fact that... Uh, that the commissioner of baseball moved the game out of Atlanta, but he's a member at Augusta, 
so I wonder if he'll quit that. He's going to have to thing. quit. It's in Georgia. Uh, yeah, that's right. He has to. He you has got, to quit. You got to quit. Why, he'd be a hypocrite if he didn't. Why, he, <laughs> why he would be, wouldn't he? Okay, but this is good news for him. I think it's good news because the All-Star game was moved from Atlanta, but it landed in a great spot for Major League Baseball because of their agreement. Uh, All-Star game moved from Atlanta to Uyghur prison camp yard for <laughs> slaves. <laughs> So there you go. That's where it's going to be now. So glad to hear that. Uh, Charles Barkley said he's going to undergo racial sensitivity training to be less white. Oh, God. And then it said, here's my favorite of them all, though. Due to deceptive editing practices, 60 Minutes has rebranded as Six Minutes. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of blowback on that story, too. Oh, what's, what are you The county about, commissioners in, uh, well, yeah, 60 Minutes did a smear piece on Governor DeSantis. Oh, that's Florida right. Governor. right. I mean, they it did, was an yeah. actual hit piece. Yeah, it was. wasn't even. It wasn't even, they didn't even try to uh, disguise it as a real story. They just, I mean, they were so off base. Even the County commissioner, the the black mayor of West Palm Beach, every they're all demanding an apology. Good. They're like, we did a really good job with the vaccine rollout, and for you to be talking like you're talking like it's some sort of Love conspiracy it. theory is just w- way off base. Well, the good thing about this, and Timmy Lammers is with us, uh, with us, of course. Um, the big, the great thing about people. Do do speak up. You got to speak up because if yes. you don't speak up and you let these people continue on with their lying garbage and calling everything, oh, did you hear the latest one now? What, what God? What was it again this morning? Oh, some uh, school wanted to use a tree as their symbol. A tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tree seems safe. Said nope. I you think can't I can use it. Guess where this is going? Okay, tell me. I'm guessing oh, it's because again? they think black Hanging. men were hanged from trees. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, of course you can't it use is. a tree because oh, it's racist. Yep. <laughs> no, these people live a hundred years in the past. They do. I know it's they're mistaking today for yeah, yesteryear. Sure and it's just the slippery slope. It's just it is. It can't be any more slick, can it? No, no it really no. can't. But I will tell you what, you need to speak up and fight this, because if we don't fight it, they're going to get worse, which is eventually going to cause a civil war. Well, that's the thing. is That's why they're targeting who they're targeting. Yeah, absolutely. It's because some people don't fight back. Nope. Fight well, back Christians as hard don't as you fight can. back. White people don't fight back. That's because they're afraid of being called names. Well, and mo- being canceled. no one else is afraid of being called names or being canceled. I agree. So I what, what exactly was the thing? I don't watch it anymore i mean it is not the 60 minutes that i grew up with. no it is not that's for but sure. but you know and then didn't they have a woody allen thing that was part sunday morning and part 60 minutes or something i mean who cares about that crap exactly. mm. I, I can't believe people are still defending this guy to the death i mean they will not let up on on this fight with him right um but what happened what happened with DeSantis? What, what was that about? Oh, uh, 60 Minutes did a uh, campaign. I, well, they did a story. They interviewed him, but they, they edited it to make it oh. look like he was lying and oh, that he was shady. Of there was there was a, uh, a donation of $100,000 or something like that from the... Uh, it wasn't the owner of Publix, which I said yesterday. That was incorrect. It was some sort of... I don't know, charitable giving organization right. that did give to the vaccination effort. It was Publix. Publix yeah. was handed a vaccine. Yeah, but it, was, it wasn't the owner. It wasn't the owner. 
it was of Publix. Some... It was it was it was part of Publix, but it wasn't like a direct out of my pocket to DeSantis's pocket kind of thing. Like they were saying it was. Right. But anyway, well, regardless, yeah. they were they were they had given it to him, um, and the Publix vaccine rollout came way after the black churches, the fairgrounds, the uh, CVS, all the other things that were in place and the the feds wanted more and so they partnered up with uh Publix which is the biggest grocery store chain in Florida and they determined that most people live be about a mile and a half to two miles away from a Publix West Palm Beach it's the only walkable grocery store yeah it would be very easy for people to get to a Publix so that's why they chose Publix um so all, all the people who had been tried to be served initially first, poor people, people of color. Uh, so then they were trying to, in addition to that, try to make it easy for them to get to a Publix, get to a small area, yes. a, a place where they could get immunization. Yep. And that still wasn't enough. No. Oh, it still wasn't well, enough. Well, and, and, and Florida also did seniors first because they were the hardest hit. Right, right. It wasn't. It wasn't a yeah. color, you, skin color thing. It was an age thing. How do you right. vaccinate ninety-nine percent of the population first? Oh, that's <laughs> well, gold. That's true. There are a lot of senior citizens that live in Florida, so they were like, they are the ones that we need to protect. So Very that's little. what they did. I wonder, actually, states by average age. You can find that information. Oh, oh yeah. Florida yeah, sure is can. number five. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, number one is Maine, which is not a surprise. No, a lot of but people no, like to go to Maine. There. So calm. Don't want to go there. That's the thing. <laughs> that's why they right, go no up there. No one leaves there. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah, exactly. New yeah. Hampshire, Vermont, then West Virginia. Really? Oh, so, oh, the the three upper northeastmost states are all thought, uh, well, West Virginia old. isn't. I would have thought yeah. Arizona would have been on there too because yeah. a lot of people yeah. retired Arizona. Uh, no, Arizona yeah. is actually lower than average hmm. by point three years. What's the youngest state? I uh, would like to. Yeah, you no, know, people do good things. Care. You know, I mean, I'm hard pressed to. Uh, defend any politician, and and again, there's filth 100 percent across the board, or maybe 99 percent. I'll give some people a break. Yeah, <laughs> but yep. you know, it's just amazing to me. Even when you try to do right by the public, if you're not on the right side of the mm-hmm. aisle, someone will go after you mm-hmm. and try to destroy you. I know that I was watching, a, and again, I need to get away from this because it just pisses you off, but. Um, apparently some MSNBC anchor tweeted out a picture of a crowded beach in Florida saying this is what's going on in yep, I remember uh, this. the beach now, and it was actually a picture from 2019. Yep. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And they didn't make, they didn't make, and somebody called the person out on it, and they didn't take any measure to correct their mistake, they just lost the person that called them out on it. Well, but, basically, you know, so so you know, this whole deal with Twitter and spreading mm-hmm. misinformation—it's amazing how for some people, boom, they're gone. I, they all should be gone. They all should be gone. Yes. Absolutely. But clearly, clearly, it, it it applies to some people and doesn't apply to others. But again, you're. They're doing their best job and and trying to make this vaccine as accessible to you know as many people as possible. How about point that out? But you know you can't because oh then you're siding with the enemy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the problem with I mean both sides of the aisle should be alarmed with this propaganda world that we live in because if it's just 
If, if, do you want to live in a society that is just about propaganda? Uh, or do you want right. some facts? We do you want some do. truth? Well, I it, mean, yeah, if, we it, already do, and that's the thing. We are concerned, and now it should be a, an alarm. People should be like calling people out, like you said, Tom. we got to talk about this. We have to we call do. people out. We, we have to. We absolutely have to. And Otherwise, have, and, it's going to be a war. And we have to demand action. I think. Yep. But 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 when this person called out the the one that spread the misinformation, nothing happened, uh, with the exception of the person being blocked. Well, that's the <laughs> you know? thing. We didn't do anything about it. Even so, I mean, what what do you do? I mean, calling them out is great, and and basically there will be some people that will resonate with that. That's great that they were called out, but. There's no action. There's nobody being held responsible if, for that. You know, vote, vote with your pocketbook. Stop using social media. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Get 100%. the hell off social media. I couldn't agree then more. Then it goes away. Yeah, what about it? Well, you know, podcasts, you got to be on social media, basically. Yeah, that's the it's thing. When you're in a digital... We're on Facebook, and when I wish a, we weren't, but what else are we going to do? Exactly. Well, I tell you what, I learned this lesson a long time ago, not only with social media, with just everything electronic. Where you can leave that, I don't want to sound fancy schmancy here, but leave that digital footprint. I have never gone to town on anybody on an, in an email, on Facebook, on Twitter, yep. because that crap will come back to haunt you. Yes. So, I mean, I use social media, and I've said this before, and Captain, you alluded to it. When you have things that you need to promote, you don't have any choice but to use it. Oh, God, I can't wait for the day, though, when I can walk away from all that altogether. Yep, mm -hmm. a mountain in the cabins. It, you, you read it because it's necessary, and it As we move forward, let me point out one thing that I, I just read just now. So MLB thought that, uh, that uh, this whole voting program is going to really hurt people of color. That's why they, they moved the game from Atlanta to Denver. Officer Dave it, knows the real reason. Because it's going to... The commissioner's a Red Sox fan. Yeah, we wouldn't <laughs> doubt that. So in any case, um, uh, so yeah, it was going to hurt people of color because of the voting, and it's not fair, and blah, 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 blah. I just looked at the stats. Uh, the $100 million that will be lost by the city of Atlanta, more than 60% of it would have gone to black-owned businesses. Mm. You just cost them $60 million, you stupid bastard. It's not about people of God. color or no. democracy. It's about my or, righteous propaganda. Yeah, no, it's not about anything that they say it's about. It no, never it's is. No, it's not. You know, Are they talking them about the business that would have been brought in? And the other thing is all the resources that were poured into the planning of the event. Yes, exactly. You know? Well, number one, of course... Uh, the city of Atlanta has just received 8,000 hotel room cancellations. Oh, 8,000 rooms. <laughs> and that's for like a three-day period. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's 350 bucks. Now let's just say it's a grand for the... That's a lot of money. That's $8 million right there in just hotel rooms <laughs> and just, alone. And trying to recover from the pandemic. It would have been really yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's the sad part about this. I mean, yes, they're effectively penalizing the Braves, but the fallout from all of this is is that there are so many businesses that have nothing to do with any of that. Right. Um, getting hit, like you say, the hotels, the the the, the restaurants, uh, you know, whatever. 
I mean, now now they're SOL. Yeah, they are. Well, again, I, I, we've gotten into this situation, and it's happened to me, but to my family personally, where people went after me for something I never even did, didn't even bother to find out if it was true or not. Well, the commissioner of baseball just cost the black people, that well, the people of color in Atlanta, $60 million because he didn't bother to see if that could happen. He just, he wanted to look cool is all this was. This was about him looking good is what this was all about. What a joke. The, the, wait, this is the baseball commissioner? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Who, who is the baseball, you know, I... Rob Manfred. I, again, uh, once the Twins won the World Series, I kind of just <laughs> you off checked the out on radar. it. He beat yeah, the I, game. I'm Goodbye. looking for the day, which will, uh, the kids will be doing the happy dance when the Vikings win. On my grave when, when uh, the Vikings win the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really watch baseball anymore. So I, no I'm one does. Totally That's disconnected from who the commissioner is and this and that and the other thing. I mean, how many big baseball fans do you really know? I might be the only one you guys know. I'm still a huge baseball fan because I was nine years old when it came. Well, with the Vikings too. They both came in in 1961. Yeah. I mean, Mike Bryant is a big baseball fan, right? Huge. Yeah, huge. But bottom. that's yeah, really but about he's, it. He's got the Red Sox in his corner. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know. It's just I would rather go to a minor league game than a major league game. Oh, they're way point. more so fun. Pro, yeah, because so they far. try they're harder. Just, major league blast. is like, oh, we have all the money. Why do we even Why bother trying? You know, we got all these giant billboards with all these preset animations on it to make it seem more exciting, but in the minor league, they actually do things. St. Paul Saints. Exactly. Go see yeah, the Saints. Like the Don't Saint watch Paul the Twins. It is fun. That's, a, it is a fun time. day. Yeah. It is a great time. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. what the, what. Would you please at least do your research? And, and if you do pull the game out of Atlanta, why don't we find out, because you've got lots of people in your office, let's find out who it's going to hurt the most. Well, it turns out it's going to hurt people of color the most. You stupid ass. Do we, instead of you looking good, like looking all brave, maybe you should serve the people. What do you say? Right? They still do the chop at Atlanta? Ah, uh, oh. yeah. They do. Oh, they, they do, do, right they do. Now. the tomahawk kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. the tomahawk yeah. chop. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. Jane Fonda, she was like, and she was she sitting there. She doing should that. never work again for doing that. <laughs> she should be out. <laughs> I just would you just do your job. If you're going to go after and try to cancel some something or somebody, could you at least get off your ass and do the research and see if it's even true who it will hurt the most? Because they were 100 percent wrong, or let's say they were 60 percent wrong. There you go. You know, Jesus, how stupid are you? And it wasn't stupidity. It's I'm going to look really cool because if I doing this, they're going to all love me. Uh, by they, I mean the public. It's just all about how much money I can make and how good I can look. Well, some uh, Reverend Tim. Reverend Tim. Who I follow on Twitter. Reverend Tim. <laughs> I love him. He, he posted a um, billboard that just went up in Minneapolis today. It says, help is here. $1,400 checks. Money to reopen schools. Money for vaccines. Thanks to President Biden. Thanks to Amy Klobuchar. And Tina Smith. What? Like they were the only ones that had anything to do oh, with this. God. I, it's called see, propaganda. I just can't take it I, it I is just complete can't. People prop- believe it. That's why it's they just, do it. That's why they do it. Because now they look like heroes. It's unbelievable. I was I was like, that's the most narcissistic, mm-hmm. Maoist propaganda thing I have <laughs> well, seen. And I've said it ever. Before. 
said it before and I'll say it again. Where were all these people 30 years ago when KQRS hired two black men to be on a morning show, an Asian woman to be on at night, uh, two Jews to be on the morning show, well, the a prominent woman? Line, where were they then? The problem with that line of thinking is that you're calling a proud, open hypocrite a hypocrite, and they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. You're right. You know. That's a good point. So the, the hypocrisy is the name of the game. So you call them a hypocrite, and they're like, oh, yeah, I sure am, but I also have all the power and the money, so yeah. joke's on me, I guess. Well, I can't That's even imagine what, what it must be like to be able to say anything, do anything, be the biggest pig on the planet, and have the press just be like, oh, yeah, bend over so I can kiss your ass some more. Oh, it's true. It's, all, it's bad for the, press the whole gets world. Money, the press gets power. <sighs> really People don't realize the amount of power that the press has. Oh, they don't absolutely. have to follow they have, they have many of the laws that civilians have to. Just b- being a member of the press puts them in a protected, higher caste. It How does. about the fact that the LA? You see, the LA Times is up for sale, and they've been offered about fifty cents. Those newspapers <laughs> better do something with all that real estate they own because you are done. We Nobody are reads newspapers anymore. All but the top probably 5% of news outlets are going to be dead within the next decade. Probably. No, no question about it. It's are over. you talking dead or a, a shift to digital and no more print? I think dead, dead. I mean, it's going to, it's going to go the way of it's like everything else. Everything is big business now. Yep. And news well, is going to be the same way. Hate. It's all going to be MSNBC, Fox, and CNN. Everyone else is going to be dead because that's all the money goes to those places. Well, CNN but is dying they, on the vine. Are they even doing the, the big business that they did when the last president was no. in? I mean, no, they dropped. With, with not as much controversy. They've right. dropped quite a bit since Trump is out yeah. of office. A lot. But they, they actually have. admitted that they don't have anything mm-hmm. to report on because they... It was all anti-Trump. That's yeah. all they well, were doing, they and now they did, don't have yeah. anything to report on. There's just nothing. But honey, they're still good. <laughs> they still have the sad faces, though. When they all sat there for four years with sad faces on the news, like that's not really your job to be whining. I know. It was like report they were at a the funeral news. every day. I don't know. It, the whole thing is just disgusting to me, and I just, I, I really would. Remember, both candidates, Trump and Biden, both said, "If I win, we're going to unify this country. It's going to be one America again." Ah, apparently no. that was a lie. That's not possible. It's, then it's not possible. Like I said, That's I was true. never a big, I was never a Trump fan, but he had the press. I mean, they were just sharks in the water around him. There Jimmy was nothing Carter he could again. do. Yeah, Jimmy. So, Ralph, I got to ask you: Did you get uh, Did you get uh, President Biden's Easter card? Did you get it? Oh no, I, no. Card? I think mine was lost in the mail. You, you guys didn't get it either, Andy. What? Joe Biden's it. Easter card was "Merry Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> That is so cold. That's cold, man, is what that is, right? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Or Happy Hanukkah. Uh, yeah, maybe Happy Hanukkah. That, that'll oh, work. you're but worse. I, I just, let me ask you guys a question, and I'm asking all five of you this, this question, so whoever wants to answer. Hating people as much as people do now, doesn't that take a lot out of you? Uh, there are people who have done horrible things to me. I still don't hate them because I'm not going to waste emotion on that. I don't like wasting time. Well, that's just it. You know? and, I, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I mean, you know, I'm watching YouTube videos on this stuff, and, and basically they were to fight back against cancel culture. So you would think the effect would be for to make you feel good, but mm-hmm. my youngest son said, Dad, you're just wasting your energy. You know, you put your energy somewhere else, and he's right. Uh, I've, I've been trying to cut back, and, um, yeah, why? Why concern yourself with that? 
especially when there's nothing you can do about it. You know, put it no, in a positive true. place. There, there are so much bigger fish to fry in the world right oh, now. Yeah. Oh yeah, compared to all the silliness in America. There, there's nothing going on in America compared to how bad it is other places. Mm-hmm. Not well, zero. I have another question for you. My family got here in 1885, so long after slavery had ended. We never owned any slaves. We never even were here when that was all going on. And the other part of that is we were Roman Catholic. And I was just reminded by a friend I went to, started in second grade, uh, through second through sixth at St. Joe's, and then seventh and eighth at St. Anne's. I do remember walking through certain neighborhoods when I was a kid and being told you can't walk on our sidewalk because you're Catholic. That was a fact. Catholics were treated like dirt in Minneapolis for many, many years because this is a very Protestant state. It's it's white Protestants that run this state, always well, have. Scandinavians. Yeah, most that's true, mostly Scandinavians. But seriously, we were told if you're a cat licker, it wasn't Catholic, mm, you're a cat licker. Clever. You can't walk on our sidewalk. Whoa. So there you go. And so so do I get a check? I should get a check. Well, so I told the story. When I was I was a kid, I knew some families that uh, the kids were friends, but the families, it was like a Capulets and Montagues thing because they were one side was Catholic and one side was Episcopalian. Yeah. And this was in the 90s. Episcopalian's the same as Catholic. It is. No, just Catholic. no they don't follow the pre. They don't follow the Pope. No, I don't. Only Catholics follow the Pope. The, the thing about non-Catholics is they really don't like the Pope. They don't like the Pope. So as long as you got the Pope, as you got the Pope in the. How can you not like the guy? I mean, he, he, he's, he's a guy. You know, the Pope. Really? The new Pope's a pain in the ass. Is he? Oh, is he? God, is he ever? I don't pay any attention. Me to neither. How can you hate the guy? Well, I thought he was more him. liberal than any of them. Oh, he's very, very liberal. Well, then why Absolutely. isn't he loved? I liked when the Pope was Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you Those go. Those were the days. Ago. But, I mean, I, I'm not trying to make light of what happened to people of color around, but... but you, you pick somebody who wasn't treated like dirt, no matter where they were. And I'm talking about enslaved, well... I don't know. You heard it, Tim. They're thinking about having the, uh, the all-star game at the Uyghur prison camp, so that was good news. <laughs> get, get the slaves there that can watch the game. That'll be nice, won't it? No, what I'm saying is all these people, you need to stop with all this hatred. Of, there was a list that somebody sent me. They had heard it. And the things that people consider racist now, it's unbelievable. And you know who's really pissed off about Aunt Jemima? Black people. They are very pissed off that Aunt Jemima is not available anymore because they love it. So maybe you should have asked them, well, what do you black people think? Well, it all stem- this all stems from activist college students Ex- anyway. It's all college it students that don't know to do a with damn the real thing. world. So I don't know. We'll stay on top of it. And What I'll probably do, Tim, is maybe I'll watch a movie. What do you think? It's well, that generally does take you away. Did, okay. you, did you get to the Kongster? Did you get the Converse? No, I've seen the first 42 of them. I don't need to see this one. Although it's I guess the animation is though. phenomenal. Oh, I bet it is. Converse versus Godzilla. Yeah, we got uh, CGI. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can. We got some tickets to that for. I think Pat brought them over. Oh. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, we got okay. him. We got him too. Oh, we should definitely go see it. What the heck? Why not? Kong versus stupid God, movie. Gojira. <laughs> the Godzilla <laughs> movies are very stupid. Yeah, yeah. they really <laughs> Which is why they're fun. They're why they're fun. <laughs> they really oh, are. Well, oh, heresy! I can't believe I heard that. They're not stupid. They're, they're totally wonderful entertainers. They're well, wonderful. Sometimes people. it's good to just watch stupid movies. Interestingly, the first you call it big, loud, and dumb. That's actually a compliment. That's I mean, true. That's what it is now. It is. The first Godzilla movie was actually a. Deep philosophical movie about the atomic bomb. God- it? Godzilla represented the atom bomb. That's exactly right. Oh. Raymond now he's, Burr. Now right? he's just big lizard, kill people. <laughs> I think it was Raymond Burr that starred in the first one. The guy played Perry Mason. Yes, yes, he, he did. He starred in the first Godzilla movie. It was a while ago. Oh, it was like was, 1950. That was one produced in Japan. That was one of the Japanese ones. I think so. But they were all produced in Japan until like 98 or something. Oh, they were really? All Toho. Yeah, we watched. Um, um, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla from the early seventies. Oh not really. Mechagodzilla it was in okay. Japanese, but again, I'm very that I read the subtitles on everything. I have subtitles on everything, so it didn't. It's no big deal to me. But, but it was highly entertaining. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy in the rubber suit and the guy. <laughs> oh the, God! The oh, you could very suit, obviously very tell in the original ones. You could very obviously tell that it was a guy walking around a bunch of styrofoam buildings in a suit. <laughs> But I, maybe I, will I know a part of it is like I hope I see a microphone or yeah. a wire or something. This, this <laughs> you actually do see that. I saw there was a oh. scene from the original Kong versus Godzilla where it was a guy in the gorilla suit versus a guy in a rubber suit, and there is a scene where you can see the microphone getting pulled up above his yeah, head. I, yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, post-war Japan didn't have a whole lot of money. So, no, they did yeah, not. They, they, that's true. They did what they could. Oh, that's a great. Until we gave them the and auto now, industry. God, how much uh, money has the Godzilla franchise made at this point? So oh, it worked out well for him. Look, I'm not making a call here. I'm just saying, why did the United States hand over the automotive industry? Why to... did we hand over all of our industry? Yeah, why do we do that? Why do we well, keep doing trying, that? Because we're trying, uh, trying to be helpful. Trying well, to help. so you hurt the American citizens by being helpful for everybody else. Well, back in the day when we were, like, you know, making stuff and had our own... Uh, our own economic plan for America, we had we had we had plenty to spare. We could be afford to be generous, but now that we don't yeah, do agree. anything, yeah, or make anything, yeah, we don't manufacture anything, we don't produce anything. Mm-hmm. Well, that move just destroyed Detroit. I mean, it destroyed yes, that entire Detroit Detroit Motor City. Not city. anymore. Beautiful city, by well, the way. Well, like I said, if they would have done like you know, okay, Japan can only import into the United States X amount of cars. Yeah. That's then it, it would have been fine. But they but no. I'm sure somehow some somebody got greased and oh, things no changed. Oh, we gotta take a break here. Timmy, we're gonna come back. We're gonna schmooze a little more maybe Catherine and I this afternoon go see Gojira versus King Kong. <laughs> there you go, baby. We'll be right back with Tim Lammers. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. 
Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and Impact Gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including. The Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit saberheating.com. This is the sneaky music we play for Tim Lammers. This is what this is. <laughs> Someone has There's to no say that every time that song plays. Every time. Sounds like a 70s sneaky, spy. Sneaky, sneaky. Yes, doesn't it? Caper, caper. <laughs> you horn tootin' is all I've got to say. Um, you know, Tim, I got to be. I, I, I was thinking of you last night because I was sitting there going through Voodoo and Prime and Hulu and Netflix and everywhere else, looking for a new movie to watch. Movies suck right now. What happened to now? Pandemic. Minari was really good. There were three that, was really that we good. watched. Minari was really good. The father. father was really good. And there was one more that was really good. Uh, I can't remember what it was. You thought, well, nobody. 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 But Catherine would hate that movie. <laughs> it's, it's John Wick, basically, is what it is. You'd hate it. But, yeah, so those three were entertaining. But this stuff, I, I can't, enough with the superheroes, all right? Enough. Wipe out I the know. superheroes. Jesus. It's, it's funny. Well, uh, there is one, actually, I'm going to review. Uh, I can tell go. you about it, too, that with Casey Affleck and Michelle Monaghan. I love Casey Affleck. Yeah, I know you do. And I, I figured that this one would appeal to you. It's called Every Breath You Take. It's a psychological thriller. And uh, it's rooted in some real tragedy. I don't know how much you want me to get into it. Of course, it, it's Casey Affleck. Does he ever do anything? Oh, God, that movie was sad. Jesus. Yeah, Love so it, I, don't, I don't understand. Actually, I interviewed Michelle Monaghan for the picture, and I oh, said, okay. I said did, at one point, did you take him aside and say, you know, how much more can you torture yourself with this kind of thing? Right. Um, but th- this one goes beyond that. I mean, it's it's it involves a psychopath that infiltrates and manipulates the family in this case. So it's a tragedy compounded by 
the fact that some weirdo wants to destroy their lives. So, you know, it's a good film. Uh, yeah, it's a, one of these premium video on demand things. It's 20 bucks. I mean, so if you were to catch it in the theater, you would spend that anyway. So, you know, that's kind of how you have to justify, you know, whether you want to see it or not. But, yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, it's a slim time. And, and I think Hollywood is discovering if they're going to put all their eggs in one basket, so to speak, over the Easter weekend box office, they're going to say, oh, we're back, baby, because Kong did $50 million. Well, if, if, if they're only going to make money on big spectacle pictures like that, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, they, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say Hollywood is back quite yet. No. People wanted to see this big, dumb, loud action picture where they really... I mean, really, that if anything's going to take you away from reality, that is. Because, sure. Yeah. You know, and, and thankfully they didn't inject any sort of politics into it or whatever. Um, that would have hurt it. But this doesn't. And so that's a good reason for you and Catherine to see it, Tommy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, do they think that people are going to go in droves to see a romantic comedy or a drama? Uh, no. I, 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 I'm just not ready to say that Hollywood is back yet because it had a surprise weekend. So it, it'll be interesting to see if it if they know that these are the only pictures that are going to get people in the theaters. Maybe there will be an uptick in those sorts of movies. Who knows? Well, probably most people. We've had enough depression. We've had enough bad things go on for the last year. I think everybody's a little shell-shocked from being locked down and the economy turning and the election and George Floyd and all these things have been happening and I think everybody just needs that escapism Mm. that Mm -hmm. movies are supposed to be about. And watching a movie, uh, rom-com or one of these depressing movies, it's better to do it at home. There's no, you don't need a big screen for that. That's true. That's true. There's nothing that that adds to this, this experience. So, You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, like, you made, like the Disney animated films, they're great on the big screen. I mean, they're yeah. wonderful on the big screen. Well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, it was one of those deals where you could see it at home for 30 bucks, or you could go to the theater to see it. You know, kids end up just watching these movies on iPhone. TV at home <laughs> anyway. But yeah. God, that would have... I saw it on, on the small screen. It would have been spectacular on the big screen had I seen it there. So, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that, that's definitely another place for those sorts of movies, you know. But that again, it's the spectacle sort of thing, you know. It's the animation. It's the, you know, the the big throwdown between Kong and Godzilla. That's the thing about that movie. I I laughed as much as I, you know, cheered yeah. because it is just so much damn fun to watch. And uh, yeah, it was pure escapism, man. That that is a, yeah. It was the perfect movie for for Easter weekend because the other thing people got to realize is that okay, you had families gathering in the sort, so that maybe contributed to the fact that they had a bigger box office than expected. Right. But so, again, it's a fifty million dollars. I mean, you know, in a normal time, it would have been one hundred fifty to two hundred million. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
It's uh, and it's going to come up and and uh, please, you know, I don't mean to pick at a scab here, but uh, uh, which one was liberal and which one was conservative, King Kong or Godzilla? Yeah, there you go. There which you one go. was liberal? Which one was conservative? Which one because had the we have Joe Biden have for president oh, sweater on? <laughs> how about the, how great would that be? King Kong wearing a Trump hat <laughs> or the orange hair? And the other one is Joe Biden hat. Yeah, the other one Joe Biden hat. Well, Slugging you know, unfortunately, up. in this in this climate that we live in. You will have critics. Oh, you will. I know. That's exactly that right. Will oh, yeah. dig and dig oh, yeah. and dig until they mm-hmm. find something that they can interpret as their truth. It's just uh, disgusting. Whatever. There's such disgusting uh, I haven't people. seen that yet with this film, but I've certainly seen it with others. Well, you've heard it here first. I hope. I certainly hope that we've, heard, we've, we've breached that topic so that we, we can all discuss it and get it out there now. It's all we do is deliver. <laughs> it's all we ever do is deliver. That's all I'm Have saying. Have you heard any sort of backlash against uh, uh, nobody? I haven't, which I, I, not, I kind nope. of find surprising, no, which I is good. Not. It is what it is. It's it's uh, over-the-top, violent, cartoonish violence. Uh, Christopher Lloyd uh, in the uh, nursing home with his shotguns, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christopher Lloyd's phenomenal, and I don't want to tell you why. Yeah, yeah. Really I didn't want to go. So, not, I don't want to go no, so far with that either. But I agree. My God, it's what wonderful. A great role that was for him. Absolutely wonderful watching this whole thing with Christopher Lloyd. I'm a tough guy, you know. <laughs> it's just fantastic. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is 81. I, I 81. just I interviewed him too for an, another project, um, but I had to ask him about nobody but the dude is 81 and uh he's always looked boy, 81 he put life into that role man <laughs> no signs yeah. of slowing down in that role you know what i loved about christopher lloyd was in the movie uh things to do in denver when you're dead he's pretty much dying he's, he's his fingers are falling off his hands are rotting and oh, fingers God. falling off and all the rest of it <laughs> so a guy hadn't seen him in a long time walks up to christopher lloyd he looks at his hand and goes jesus christ what the f happened to your hand Christopher likes him and goes, cut the shit. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. I but, love Christopher Lloyd. What was your favorite that you can tell from nobody? I mean, I think enough people are aware of and have seen the I'm going to F you up scene in the bus with the five punks. Well, that Bob was Odenberg. a damn good scene, I will tell you. And the fact that he escorts the driver off the bus to begin beating the piss out of five people. <laughs> <laughs> he, he lifts his gun up. He, he, he gets his gun. He opens the barrel. All the shells drop out. Yep. But, you know, he simply could have just you know, shot them all. But no, no. He wants to make sure them to make. He wants them to know that he isn't going to shoot them. That he's going to f them up with his fists of fury. <laughs> the, the fists of it's fury. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was. I saw it with Michael Bryant. We both we both enjoyed it. Yeah. There were about ten people in the theater when we were there, so that was good. I imagine. But again, there's a movie that is, again, specific crowd, and it's an R-rated movie, a very hard R-rated movie, but it opened with uh, maybe a $6 million box office. You know, oh, yeah. and it, that was yeah. the only place you could see it. It was now 17 days after its release. It'll be it'll be on video on demand next week, premium video on demand. But again, there wasn't an alternative like there was with Kong, but still. Six million dollars, and then the next week you get fifty with Kong. I, again, I it's just they, there's got to be a consistent show of support for the theaters before I'm back on board with everything's back. No, I, I because understand. I'm sure you found out, Tom. It was 
com- it was perfectly safe in the theater. Oh God, yes, it was. It was not a. It was not a problem at all. It was very. It was a lot of fun, as a matter of fact. Just sitting there watching the movie, and you know, it's not for everybody. I guess I wouldn't even think Catherine should go at all. It's not definitely not her kind of movie. But you know, for a couple of guys, hun yucks like Michael Bryant and me sitting around watching it, it worked worked beautifully. Perfect mouth breathing movie. You go there, just sort of mouth breathe. It's 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 a day off in the head, mm-hmm. just like reading a trashy romance novel, soap operas, professional football. Same thing. It's a wonderful experience. Best it thing is. for people's heads. I agree. We got to find happiness somewhere, don't you think? Yep. Or escape. Uh, you just got to. You got to take. You got to take a break. Take a break. Take a break mm-hmm. from it all. Well, yeah. that's why I watched, um, you know, the the whole Kong versus, or not Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. It's seventies silliness. Mm-hmm. It was fun, you yep. know. Yep. It, that, it, it took me away. That's all I wanted. Yeah, Catherine wants to go see it, so I guess we're going to see Kong versus Godzilla. Andy's in. <laughs> Andy wants to go hours. too. It's an hour fifty three. And like unlike it. the uh, other films, there is no after credits thing that you have to stay for. No stinger? So that's that's one good thing. So you can bail out at about, yeah, I don't know how long the credits are, hour 45. Um, Tim, I know this is kind of off topic a little bit, but it's entertainment in any case. When are they going to start making any new TV shows? Because now every every TV show now is a cop show. Every one of them. It's either cops or firefighters Well, that seems to be the network TV formula. I think that's all they have left. Right. I mean, you know, it's so weird now because remember when we grew up, or not even that terribly long ago, where you still had the fall season. Yep. And then all of a sudden, they the networks realized that okay, Netflix is dropping a new show every single week. Mm Hmm. Um, we need to spread this out. So they had their fall season, then they took a mid-winter break, and then they came back, and then they had another stretch in the spring. And then your summer was reserved for your, uh, you know, your game shows and whatever. All of a sudden that came up where you had a celebrity hosting a game show or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that's all they have left. To be totally honest with you, I can't remember the last, actual network show that I have been watching on a consistent basis. I, you know, well, part of what I do is, you know, to do streaming stuff as well. So, I mean, I'm, I'm watching new stuff every single week. Um, it's just amazing the clip that the stuff is being put out, whether it's HBO Max or Netflix or Hulu or whatever. But, yeah, I, th- I think we've said this many times before, network television is doomed. It really is. Yeah, they're doomed. They got no shot. Well, to tell you the truth, uh, television, radio, and and newspapers—they're all doomed. They're, they're eventually, right now, I would guess most people under the age of thirty-five. Alex, your most of your friends never listen to the radio, do they? No. No, they just. I mean, people under thirty-five do not listen to the radio. Now, just so happens that me with you know six eight ten years left in my career that'll time out pretty well for uncle tommy (laughs) (laughs) tap out tapping out uncle tommy but yeah your radio is going to go away television is going to go away you know broadcast television is going to go away and and newspapers are almost already gone i picked up the star tribune the other day i think it was like two and a half pages like jesus remember how thick that thing used to be with the want ads and the ads and this pretty soon it'll be tabloid size 
Yeah, it will. I wonder if they'll ever experiment with uh, quitting with the propaganda and just reporting. That would be smart. And see if their that readership would, would go up. I'd read it then. <laughs> well, I'd, you know, and here's the, the, the thing that you probably discovered, too, because I live in a small town. The small-town newspapers are around and as vibrant as they've always been because I guess you don't get that. Mm. You get the local news, and if you do start slanting it in one way or the other, the, the local editors, whatever, they know where you live. You're going to hear about <laughs> it. I was one <laughs> well, of those good. editors, and I heard about it 30 years ago. Right. Um, believe me, if somebody was pissed, they would come in and tell you. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, it, it, yeah. The, the the major dailies have a problem, though. There's no no question about that. One thing I wanted to mention, Tommy, though, as far as radio is concerned mm-hmm. and and TV, and this is just a, a small barometer that I'm measuring things by. But I was telling uh, Patty that you know it's interesting how on Facebook, and I love talking with. KQ listeners and Tom Bernard Show listeners on Facebook, um, and I'm happy it, because it's always positive, right? You know, right. they always is, yes. are looking for recommendations or this or that or the other thing. But the majority of the folks that I have, uh, you know, that have been become my friends on Facebook, are KQ listeners or Tom Bernard Show listeners, right? Um, I for seven years did reviews on Care Eleven, right? Yeah, and yep. I maybe heard from I, maybe I could count it on one hand the time of people mentioning it to me in public or whatever and there they can actually see you and they know who you are right exactly but more, by far the, the the you know the most connections I've made outside of you know um, uh, you know just person to person you know on social media has been through you know KQ and, and your podcast so it's weird it, it's basically TV doesn't seem the local TV stuff doesn't seem to matter that much anymore to people. It really doesn't, which is kind of sad because obviously, well, you still. Although I was just about to say you still got to watch the evening news, but I haven't. I haven't watched the evening news now, and I bet you two years. Well, you know what's great about that though, um, you know, with with Roku and all the apps, you know, you got all the network apps. You have the local apps. You don't even need a digital antenna anymore no, to watch the local no, news. That's true. Um, you go on their apps, and yes, you can watch those shows live, but they also have all the stories broken down in a segment. Right. So yeah. you can just basically pick up the stories you want to watch and be done with it. And yeah. that's really yep. interesting. So, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's fragmented now. It's completely different from when we grew up in the days of Dave Moore and, and my, my late dear friend Bill Carlson and, yep. and folks like that. I mean, you just don't have that anymore. Where people appointment television, where they tune in for their favorite TV show at night, or they tune in every day at noon to watch the new news on Channel Four, or whatever. It's just, those days are gone. Yeah, you know, appointment television. It, you're right; it is gone. I mean, people don't stay up it for is. the evening news and the Tonight Show. Mm-mm. Nope. They're, they're just not do. They're just not doing that because it's uh, it's not Terrible. worth doing anymore. Because because you can time shift everything, and why would you stay up for something? Why would you make an appointment? I can just watch it whenever I want to. Well, I remember right. everybody was watching, um, what was it, Allie McBeal and Friends and all these shows. Yeah, everybody yeah. was constantly talking about all these shows. Well, I wasn't able to watch any of those because I had, you know, Alex had dance or something, or Andy had karate, or I, I never was home in the evening to sit and 
do that appointment TV stuff. So I never got to watch anything until they went into reruns. And that and that used to be like two years later, maybe even three. Right. They didn't just go into reruns after one season. No. You know, my wife well, that's was the just... other thing with appointment TV. I mean, the next day you're going to find it on whatever app there is out right. there. Yeah, too. now you can find it usually within 24 hours. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot. It's, I, I like this better because I'm not usually, I don't, I've never liked that. You have to be home at 7 o'clock on Tuesday right. to watch something. Yeah, I couldn't agree Especially, more. Yeah, no. So I never saw I never saw Hill Street Blues. I never saw any of those shows because I worked six to ten at night during that that whole era. Oh yeah, Law and Order. Law and Order. I've Everybody never seen those shows. Everybody sat home for that yeah. one, and yeah. And I didn't realize. I apologize to the audience. Uh, my wife's a sexist. Of course, the girl had to go to dance, and the boy had to go to karate. You know, it's sexist. Not sexist. Sexist. Fact. All the way. All the way. <laughs> I, by the way, just because you're offended by something doesn't mean it's offensive. Well, well I, I, <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I also went to karate. Uh, Tommy, Catherine, you're canceled. Catherine's canceled now. You're out. God, if I get canceled, I mean, I get away from all the psychopaths that I work with. That'd be great. Working on getting canceled every day. (laughs) (laughs) Doing my best. Trying to get canceled every day. Please cancel me. Come on, give me a break. I can't take it anymore. Take your best canceling shot now. I don't know. It's uh, the whole thing's rather bizarre, is all I have to say. Tim, are there any stories out there, or any books out there that haven't been turned into a movie that should be? uh, Are there any good movies coming our way? You know, it's just everything just seems to be a reboot of something or another. And you know, look, I mean, the Justice League, and again, that's not your cup of tea. It's a four-hour picture, but you can break it up. It's on HBO Max. Um, Even with the success of that. Because it is a success for the streaming service. Sure. Warner Brothers is insistent on rebooting it again. So Henry Cavill is a terrific Superman. He's done. I mean, he's shown, though, with this movie. Now, granted, uh, you know, this movie came out originally in 2017, but was retooled, et cetera, et cetera. But the dude is still in magnificent shape. Right. Uh, he was in a movie called Magnolia, uh, not Magnolia Holmes. Uh, Enola Holmes on Netflix, where he played Sherlock. He was a secondary character. Oh, okay. But still, the guy is built. He's in his late 30s. Uh, He could definitely play Superman for a couple more pictures. And yet, you know, the powers that be still think that, no, it's time to move on. So what really sucks is is that, okay, so now we're just getting... God, how long was it between Christopher Reeve and, and Brandon Ralph? And that movie didn't go anywhere. But, you know, it was a good couple decades before we saw a reboot of Superman. Now it's, oh, every five, ten years, let's just redo it again. We'll, we'll see a, re, a redo of Harry Potter, I'm sure, at some point. We're going to see a reboot of The Lord of the Rings on Amazon. Right, I it, saw that. It just, there, is, there are zero ideas for the new stuff, for anything new and original. Because studios know, and this is what I like about Leica Studio, that's a stop-motion animation studio, Um they knew that they they tell original stories. Okay, I don't know if you ever saw Kubo and the Two Strings or Paranorma or whatever. They tell original stories, but the problem is, is that if you're trying to sell it to a big studio, they want something they know is going to be familiar to the audience. They want something that's uh, you know with a built-in audience, and mm. there's well, just no room for that anymore. Well, the science fiction book that uh, should be made into a movie has not been as Ringworld. 
And yeah, I'm the, surprised actually. And the built-in audience is uh, oh, what's the what's the video game that's based based on Ringworld? Um, oh no, what's the name of it? It's the Microsoft one. Oh, Mortal Kombat. Halo. Halo. <laughs> Halo. Oh well, is, yeah. Halo was on I mean. a Ring World. Yes, it was. So you have the built-in audience based on I that. You meant like literally. No, 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 no. But that would. So, but that that's 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 a that's a that's a novel that has not been made and was hugely successful at the time. I mean, it was. Yeah. You know, why don't they remake uh, Notre Dame, Victor Hugo's story? I mean, they can do that stuff with all the executions yeah, and all of the yeah. pestilence and stuff like that. Oh, it'd be that an unbelievable movie now with CGI and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is with video game stuff, or uh, I mean, to pack something into a two-hour film is really really difficult for anybody no, but really? to you know the fan base basically you're, you that's such of a huge risk because they're going to bitch about well this character wasn't in it this character no, no, doesn't no. look like they look like in the game no they blah, no. Blah, 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 blah. has so nothing to do with the game has nothing to do with you make the you make the movie of ring world which is the hmm. basis for that. So the, it has nothing to do with the game. It has to do with the novel. Yeah, Ringworld's mm. a book, and Halo isn't actually based on Ringworld, but it is on a Ringworld, which is a concept, but it's also the it's name of the It's a high concept, sci-fi high. Yeah. You know, the other one uh, is the same, same author uh, that did uh, Lucifer's Hammer. Now, they, they, now, Greenland was a bit of that, but this was set in uh, Burbank and uh, Western California, southern deserts of uh, Nevada, that, uh, you know, is, is this whole apocalypse of the comet coming. And that was a great, that was a very, that was a very elegant story behind that. That was done well. Ooh, we got we to gotta break it off here, Timmy. You, you blew through the hour. I did, I did. Well, I will talk with you on Thursday with more about that uh, morose Casey Affleck film. <laughs> oh. Sounds Actually, good. Actually, this is much more. This isn't nearly as morose as Manchester by the Sea. Great okay. film. I only saw it once. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that Thursday. Everybody have a great week, and uh, we'll chat next week. Thanks a lot, Timmy. Yeah. We'll be back. Hour two. Kristen Burt coming up.